0: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the hosts and creators of this program.
1: This is The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. Each week, The Pet Buzz provides the latest news and information on how to keep your pets healthy and happy so you can save money and have a fulfilling relationship together. Now, here's your Pet Buzz hosts, Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck.
0: Well, greetings, 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 Dr. Fleck and I are in the Pet Buzz studio. So did you hear the big news, the big White House news, Dr. Fleck? I did, but go ahead and share. Cat lovers should be stoked because there's a new gray hair tabby named Willow. From what I read, First Lady uh, Jill Biden was a driving force behind bringing this cat into the White House. It's so funny because in 2020, she made quite an impression or Willow made quite an impression. on Dr. Jill. I was going to say Dr. Jill made quite an impression on Willow (laughs) that when she was giving a speech at a farm, Willow jumped up on the stage, kind of interrupted and stole the show. And uh, I guess after the two had a chance to bond and the owner of the farm really thought that Willow belonged with Dr. Jill. So, I mean, I think that has a lot to do with it when you actually pick an animal. Yeah. So a lot of people want to know where she got Willow, Dr. Jill got Willow's first name. It turns out, you know, because we always talk about Scranton, Scranton, Scranton with Joe Biden. And Dr. Jill named the cat after her, her home, her hometown, Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. So this will be the first cat to live in the White House since George W. Bush's cat, India. It was a black cat. To be honest with you, I don't even remember India. I didn't even know. I mean, I guess because Barney was biting everybody. Remember Barney and Mrs. Beasley? Yeah, but
2: you know I know you're gonna talk about the Clintons cat too socks. I remember socks.
0: I remember socks too, but you know there was Chelsea and socks mm-hmm. and then they got buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't even do you remember India? Mm-mm. I don't remember India or at all. so anyway, um so that was last Friday that Willow came. and then you know last month, the Biden's welcome commander, who is a four month old purebred German shepherd puppy. And, and, you know, as we can recall, since they've had a lot of drama and turmoil with these joys, Champ died in June and then Major, who they adopted, came from an animal shelter in 2018. And he was rehomed recently in the fall, right before Thanksgiving, because he was really having a hard time adapting to the environment. So, I gotta tell you, I mean, I've seen some pictures that were released. Willows not only is she pretty, she looks pretty chill on the other social media feeds. She seems like she's adjusting well. We haven't heard that anybody had allergies or she bit anybody. So, I'm just hoping because Commander's a puppy, the two of them will be best friends, right?
2: Here's the political thing on that with commander uh-huh here's the here's the deal. This God. is how they're they're gonna get ahead again. Because it used to be the Washington Redskins, then it was the Washington football team. Yeah. Now it's the Commanders.
0: The Commanders. The Commanders. So, so oh, okay. So, so,
2: politically, that's how they moved into that.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. So, that so would be the mascot for I was the Washington just football say, team. Well, anyway. Let's just wrap this part up and get to the exciting part of the show. What else we're going to talk about? So let's kick off the show with the weekly countdown. Well, you're going to be able to find out how much pet food was produced in 2021. I'm just going to say it's a hell of a lot, Dr.
2: Fleck. (laughs) That's global pet news. And in seg three, Dr. Jan Bellows is joining us to talk to us about why professional dental cleaning is necessary for pets health.
0: Absolutely. And in the Celebrity Pet Buzz, I talk about a TV star who checked this out. He fought a
2: coyote off wow. to save his dog. And in Flex Fact, I'm going to talk about
0: pet colds. Oh, that's a good topic this time of year. <laughs> Despite this stereotype, many dogs and cats learn to live together. Certified cat behaviorist and dream team member of the Pet Buzz, Beth Edelman is here reviewing how best to bring a cat into a dog home, especially if it's a home office at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Welcome back to the Pep You know, Beth, you're one of our favorite guests. We love having you. We say it all the time, but, you know, we really mean it. it is always great to have you here.
3: It's great to be here. I, I love being one of your special people.
0: We love you, too. And, you know, this is breaking news because last Friday it was announced that the Bidens uh, got a cat. So, you know, we knew they were planning on getting a cat for a while. But if a pet owner is planning on bringing a cat into a dog home, how can a pet owner best prepare? And I'm talking in advance to bringing the cat into the house.
3: The thing that makes cats feel most comfortable in canine households is lots of really high spaces that are out of reach of the dog so that if they feel a little scared or threatened, they can jump up really high and get away from the dog. It's also, I think, good to put the litter box in a dog-free room. And it's really easy to make a dog-free room. You can um, put a baby gate uh, across the doorway that the cat can jump over, but the dog can't. You can um, put a cat flap in a door. You can uh, just use a, a door stop, like a baby door stop, to just have the door open like six inches, enough for the cat to get through, but not the dog. So the dog doesn't go foraging in the litter box. The cat can poop in peace. So I think high spaces, cat free room. I think
0: it's it's great insight because you know we have to think about, especially at the White House, right what's going on right now is, you know, Champs dead major went to go live at another a farm, a quieter environment with less people running around. Cause as we know, he was a biter. And now Commander is really, he's about six months old. He's a puppy and he's a German shepherd. He's a herding breed dog. So and he's a we know he's a purebred. They he was purchased as a gift, I think by the president's brother. So taking that into consideration, I would assume he would have, you know, higher uh herding instincts and want to herd and paw that cat so i think it's and this cat is also we know willow is her name willow was a little older she was exposed to a farm she was able to run around so it's she would know about jumping up and being able to get away from people and being in high places so let's just hope they have cat trees in every
3: room right i want to see that photo with the cat tree in the oval office i want to see that photo well, you know, Beth, I think maybe what you should do is write to Dr.
0: Jill Biden. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to, I think I'll tweet that out, you know, in preparation for this show. Okay. So let's talk about introducing the cat and the dog, especially if the dog is still a puppy or even a younger dog.
3: So it's, I think it's important for the dog to be on leash, the first introductions, um, and for them to be in a place where the cat can exit easily. So you don't stand in the doorway with the dog, because the cat has to be able to feel like I can get out of here. If I just don't feel good, I can get out of here. So there has to be a high space in the room and an exit dog is on leash. If You have a, a really adult, you know, sort of well-trained impulse control dog. You can teach a leave it cue, which I think you should teach a puppy as well. But puppies, you know, they're not reliable. They're like little kids. They get excited. They can't really be uh, you know, relied on to follow their training. So I think they need to teach a leave-it cue to the puppy too. But for now, when they meet, on leash. And I think, you know, brief, very brief um, introductions during which they're allowed to get as close as they feel comfortable closing. They're allowed to retreat if they if that's what makes them feel better. And they're both given um, treats, rewards for interacting calmly so that they can start to have this sense of, wow, every, every time I see him, I get a treat. He must be pretty good.
0: Now, what about that all that method of putting a, a puppy gate up and having both a dog and cat on one side?
3: Well, that's called habituation, and it means you just get used to it. Mm-hmm. And the problem with habituation is that you don't have a chance to reinforce the behaviors you want to see. Okay. So there can be fighting at the gate, and yes, the gate protects them from hurting each other. But you know that fighting could then you know just sort of that becomes the habitual or fighting. What what you do you know in a more controlled environment is you let them be together and be curious and reinforce curious, calm behavior. Mm -hmm. And when that behavior gets a little bit, you know, reactive, you quickly separate them. And that way you have a chance to reinforce the behaviors you want to see and not give them a chance to practice the behaviors you don't want to see.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. We know about, can you stick around? Because I've got a lot more questions for you.
2: What is he doing?
1: Come on, man. Give me a little break here. Come on, man. Introducing the new PetBuzz.com website. ThePetBuzz.com. It's got a whole new look. More graphics, great pet pics, video versions of our guest interviews, more of Charlotte and Dr. Fleck, and ways for you to save money. ThePetBuzz.com. It's a whole new look.
0: ThePetBuzz.com. Hey, it's petrondologist Charlotte Reed, and I have to ask you, is your dog overweight? I know my hammy is, and we needed a little help, so we found Slim Paws. Slim Paws is a fat fighter blend of ingredients like blueberries, vitamin B6, and leucine. It helps regulate energy and fat metabolism. The best part is it's clinically proven to safely produce weight loss in dogs. Two chews a day and keep them moving with exercise. In about 90 days, he could lose about 20% of his body weight and, of course, be a happier and healthier pet. So what are you waiting for? Slim Paws.
4: So I just moved in with his family and it's embarrassing. The little one, he likes to go outside and crawl around in the giant litter box. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I was born and I knew how to use the litter box. That's disgusting. I really hope he grows out of this for his sake.
3: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person, adopt.
0: Does your pet have dry, flaky and itchy skin? Do you find yourself visiting the veterinarian repeatedly because Fido or Fluffy has skin allergies or ear infections? EpiPet to the rescue. Developed by a veterinarian, EpiPet is a revolutionary, high-performance skin and ear care product line made with the finest natural ingredients. EpiPet, for you and your pet, means better pet health. For more information, epi-pet.com.
1: EpiPet is another proud partner of the Pet Buzz. Now you know what your dog feels like waiting for you to go on your daily walk. Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people.
0: So I'm back with certified cat behaviorist Beth Adelman answering my questions about introducing a cat into a dog home. I am particularly thinking about the Biden's new cat, Willow, and hoping that they are better prepared and successful adding this new addition as they had been with uh, I hate to say it with major. So, you know, this I think this is a great family friendly topic because ultimately we want to think about our choices and make sure a cat or dog fits into our particular way of life, our lifestyle. So, Beth, I learned this a long time ago and I always discuss this, especially when it comes to dating topics. And, you know, February is the month You know, you kind of set your love goals in motion, especially if you're single. But, you know, one of the things I always try to remind people is that six times as many people are allergic to cats than dogs. So what should the Bidens or any family that add a cat addition tell their friends or guests or even staff that come to their home?
3: I'm so glad you asked me that question, because I did an article a while ago for a newspaper about allergies and I interviewed the head of the um, board, the board certification body for allergists about that, about cat allergies specifically. And he said to me, it's so rare for a person to be allergic to one thing, only one thing that if you find someone like that, we all like bring them to the allergy conference. It's nobody is allergic to just one thing. Everybody is allergic to more than one thing. So if you're allergic to cats, most likely you also have seasonal allergies, trees, grasses, pollen, things like that. And so what he recommended was that you see an allergist and get your allergies dealt with in whatever way your allergist feels is appropriate. So I was asking him specifically about, you know, getting rid of the cat. And he said, no point because you can't get rid of the trees and the pollen and the dust and all of that. When I have people come to visit me who have cat allergies, They typically ask me to lock the cat up in a room. And my answer to them is there's cat hair and cat dander all over my apartment. So locking up my cats is not going to do you any good. Sure. And then I give them a Zyrtec when they come. Wow. I have plenty and
0: I give them one. (laughs) You know, know, can you just imagine going to the White House and they say on your here, would you like a Zyrtec? Because, you know, uh, Willow's running around. No, I I think that's great. I mean, I think it's important. I mean, in my home, I have, uh, you know, HEPA, Ionic, expensive air filters all over the place because I do have multiple dogs and cats. Mm -hmm. So I'm always concerned about people coming to the home and especially I do entertain a lot. Um, And I remind people I have cats and dogs. And yeah, before I hire someone or, you know, or have a workman or any type of serviceman come to the house, um, it's the same thing. I have to remind them that I do have a cat and a dog, and or with an ass plural, and that they can't leave the dogs' o- doors open. But especially when I have a, a handyman come over and do work in my apartment, I always email them in advance to just tell them. So I just hired a new personal assistant who spends some time in my home each week, um, in addition to my beloved Hallie. But it's the same thing. I had to before I. You know one of the second questions was are you allergic to cats or dogs um because you know i i do have a dog and cat home but yeah i got to remember that i'll just keep you know uh, zyrtec by the front door i mean i used to don't laugh but you know when we were really heavy into covid before anyone came in my house i literally had an ear thermometer cuz you could mm-hmm. put the cups on it and throw them out and i would take their temperature before they came in my house some people thought i was crazy but I didn't want to take a chance. So, hey, anything that you can to protect yourself or a friend is always a good thing to do. Well, Beth, thank you so much for uh, for joining us today. We really we always really appreciate your insight. I mean, I'm so excited that we do have a cat now in the White House, because, I mean, if you really think about it, you never really saw socks very much. Correct. You know, when the Clintons were there and then. I mean, honestly, I didn't even realize that the Bushes had India, the cat.
3: And then they, they fluffed her off to someone else. You know, they just I don't think they ever made it work. I think one of the problems is that people don't have enough scratching posts in the White House. And then they're afraid the cat's going to damage the furniture. <laughs> so, you know, more cat trees will solve that problem, too. Cat trees have built in scratching posts. Sure. I think that's uh, a, a,
0: it's a great thing. Well, uh, Beth, give us your website because we need to have that so people can look you up and learn more about you and see and know why you're a dream team mother member other than your, you know, your appearances on the Pet Buzz.
3: So it's Beth Adelman, Wix backslash behavior.
1: Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel. Brace yourselves for big news.
0: We're going to the place where all the action is.
1: It's time for Pet Buzz Celebrity Pet News. The
0: most sensational news. Fantastic. I'm so excited.
1: (laughs) You ready? Here's pet trendologist Charlotte Reed.
0: It's time to dish about celebs and their pets and Celebrity Pet Buzz. You know, a few weeks ago, Travis Van Winkle jumped into action to save his dog, Aaron from a coyote attack at Griffith Park in Los Angeles. Ben Winkle talked about his experience on Instagram. and He showed the leg injury he sustained during the rescue. Uh, now, this I thought was really interesting and I got this from some research when I found this Instagram post. According to the Urban Coyote Research Project, smaller breed dogs are more often attacked than medium and large-sized dogs. And while we don't know specifically what made the coyotes, and it was two coyotes, attack Travis's dog, Karen, we do know that coyotes hunt more actively to provide for their young. So it's possible somewhere in the park, they had some coyote pups. And also in winter, when resources are really scarce. Now, you know, winter in, in Florida and California is a little different than the rest of the country but they get desperate for food coyotes and they actually start moving into human territory which really tends to cause more incidents with dogs so many coyote attacks also occur in residential neighborhoods so you got to be careful out there with your dog you don't want to leave him alone in the yard especially at night because here where we live right Dr. Fleck There are coyotes, and the funny thing is they're not out east. No. They're right here, two and a half, three miles from the beach, in very residential neighborhoods. So you always wonder where they're coming from. So you got to cover your garbage. Like, same thing with bears, because they can smell up to eight miles away. But you can't leave those dogs out at night, right?
2: Yeah, when you say the east, you're thinking more of the middle part of of Florida. Sure. But uh, you're right, they're by the coast. Neighborhoods, certain neighborhoods sure. seem to have more detection of them than well, other Well, the funny
0: thing is here, it's just like Griffith Park, but here it's always a lot of dogs are coyotes are found in the 50s here. When I'm talking east, I'm talking about out east. In our town, We it's divided between east and west. Mm-hmm. And out east, we like to say, is... More as you're going toward the middle of the state, there's no beach and there's, you know, a lot of houses have eight and 10 acres or some small farms out there and things like that. And they don't have as many coyote attacks are reported as we do here.
1: Need more buzz? We've got plenty more for you on our social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We call it Pet Buzz Plus. It's the best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere. So remember, Pet Buzz Plus.
2: Hi, Dr. Michael Fleck back with you on Pet Buzz Plus. You've just learned your pet has been diagnosed with cancer, a malignant mast cell tumor, which is as deadly as melanoma in people. Fear, panic, and extreme anxiety enters our life because until now, treatment has been limited to surgical removal of the tumor, followed by radiation and chemotherapy. But a brand new treatment has just been authorized by the FDA, which is simply an injection of Stelfonta directly into the tumor. Studies have shown Stelfanta to be 75% effective. This is truly a game changer for your pet. Treating the cancer without surgery, anesthesia, with minimal recovery, and it's affordable. We posted more about Stelfanta, the life-saving affordable cancer treatment, on the petbuzz.com. For PetBuzz Plus, I'm Dr. Michael Flock.
1: Welcome back to the Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz, enhancing the bond between pets and their people.
0: Now it's time for Flex Facts.
4: Welcome to Just the Facts. Just the Facts. Fact or fiction. Just the Facts, ma'am.
0: You want answers. I want the truth. Dr. Fleck, what are we going to talk about today?
2: Dog sniffles. Dog sniffles. Dog sniffles. Okay,
0: so do dogs and cats get colds like humans
2: just like humans dogs and cats can catch a little cold or a little upper respiratory problem in the winter usually it's not too serious maybe a slight cough wetter nose maybe a little fatigue sometimes some lethargy all indicates a minor upper respiratory infection
0: okay so what do you do if your pet has a cold
2: Follow the guidelines for preventing other cold-related conditions. So what does that mean? Place a humidifier in your pet's favorite room to help their cough. Makes sense? If you don't have one, go into the shower. Let the steam from the shower take care of that. You can also feed your pet warm foods, even just like us. Yeah. Even with a little low-sodium chicken or beef broth, just to warm him up. Or her up if they don't have any you kind know, of I, I mean,
0: that's actually a good point because you know what I used to do when it was really, really cold in New York City and we went out for a walk and I, you know, everybody had to poop because I didn't do the whole poop paper thing. I would actually put some like beef barley soup. And I would let them have a little get warmed up. I dry them all off, and then give them a little beef barley soup. That was usually (laughs) like their lunchtime walk. So I had the soup because it's nice and thick, and the barley and the vegetables. They
2: started looking forward to it too. I'll bet you.
0: Yeah, they were. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really were. It would warm them up, and they always liked it. It didn't last long, but you know, yeah. So that's good. Okay. So when do you have to take to your pet to the vet if it's not like you know getting better?
2: Yeah, that's the key. If it's not getting better, you take the pet to the vet. If it's not getting better, if you're young, if you're an old pet, or if there's some pre-existing conditions that could complicate the cold. So if your symptoms don't improve within a few days, that's kind of the guideline. Uh Make an appointment with your vet as some stubborn sniffles require some medication.
0: You need a tissue, Dr. Fleck? No, I'm fine. Oh, you got the sniffles. Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah.
2: And it's also important to keep your sick pet quarantined or isolated from the other pets in the family. Sure. If you can, even though these things can be airborne, do your
0: best. Sure. That's really kind of difficult, especially since they all, most pets and most houses, they drink out of the same water bowls.
2: Yeah. And, so, ex- and again, expect it because this is the wintertime.
0: Right. We probably will and then a lot a of cold. pets go outside. So mm-hmm. you want to make sure your pet's probably wearing a sweater or something like that. Right. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And you want to keep them dry if it's kind of, you know, as best you can. Okay.
2: This is real simple this week.
0: Yeah. Anything else, Dr. Fluck?
2: That's all the flex facts for the week.
0: Hey, that's it. Well, that was some great advice. Just being aware of that pets get colds, too, and that we have to do some of the same things like babies. I mean, when you were talking about taking the dog into the shower might be a lot easier to get a humidifier. Well, you don't put
2: them in the shower. You just have them in the I know the room you have,
0: have them in the, the room, steam. but that's what I'm saying. It might yeah. be easier just to go out and get a humidifier. Anyway, so if my pets get colds, because it is cold down here in Florida. It's like in their 40s. Yeah, you just
2: don't want it to develop into a pneumonia. Right, so.
0: exactly. So I'll know exactly what to do. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck.
4: You're likely listening to this at home in your car, or somewhere warm. How would you feel if you were left in the bitter cold all night long, chained up? Please, take your dogs inside. Your dog is not going to be smarter or tougher because you made him suffer. Your dog is your partner. Treat him like a partner. If you're not respecting your animals, you're not respecting yourself. Do not leave your animal out in the cold. Please visit PETA to learn more.
0: Hey, it's petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And I have to ask you, is your dog overweight? I know my hammy is, and we needed a little help. So we found Slim Paws. Slim Paws is a fat fighter blend of ingredients like blueberries, vitamin B6, and leucine. It helps regulate energy and fat metabolism. The best part is it's clinically proven to safely produce weight loss in dogs. Two choose a day and keep them moving with exercise. In about 90 days, he could lose about 20% of his body weight and of course, be a happier and healthier pet. So what are you waiting for? Slim Paws. And now Pet Buzz news from around the globe. So, Dr. Fleck, have you ever wondered how much we feed our pets globally?
2: Yeah, no, I really
0: didn't. No, I I mean, now. Now, Yeah, it's kind of funny. Well, according to Alltech, which is an American company headquartered in Kentucky, it has operations in animal feed, meat brewing and distilling. Global feed production grew in 2021 despite lingering implications of COVID-19 Uh, pandemic, widespread supply chain issues, labor shortages, and trade tension. Pet food production soared to meet increased demand, particularly, get this, in North America and the Asian Pacific regions. Global pet food production reached 34.17 million metric tons in 2021. Just think, 34.17 million metric tons. That's up 8, 8.2% compared to 2020. All tech attributed this boost to increased pet ownership doing COVID-19 pandemic. So many people bought pets or got pets or adopted pets. They had to feed them. So pet food production went up. Okay. So this is what I thought was really interesting. They broke it down by region. So by region, Europe topped the charts with the highest pet food production by volume in 2021, producing 11.59 million metric tons at a year over year growth rate of 2.7%. So basically, Europe ruled, okay, pet food production in North America totaled 10.60 million metric tons in 2021. That's up 12, a little about a little less than 13 percent in 2021. The highest year over year growth in pet food production lay in Asian Pacific region, right? Which produced three point eight one million metric tons. So, I mean, can you I mean, it's kind of crazy. Pet food production grew in Latin America. It went from seven point seventeen percent. I mean, seven point seven percent to seven percent. 0.18 Point one eight million metric tons. And actually, get this, check this out, pet food production even grew in Africa. Hmm. So with North America, the United States purchased the most pet food followed by Mexico and Canada. So I thought that was kind of really interesting. And there were a few standout countries to boot. Brazil, for example, produced 3.23 million metric tons of pet food Russia produced 1.24 million metric tons France 1.2 million Spain and Germany and China produced 1.06 million metric tons so that is a lot of pet food
2: was that for their own country or was it no, yeah the be- study
0: was um, the study information came from mills around the globe okay? So uh, I thought that was really interesting. So when you think about it, you're produced a lot of pet food followed by the United States. And then here it's United States, Mexico, and then Canada.
2: But they didn't talk about consumption where the largest.
0: No, it was just talking about production. production. So that's, that's really interesting to see how much pet food is. We're producing globally.
2: Yeah.
0: And thinking about all these pets especially that were adopted during the pandemic, they're going to eat it. That's a lot of pet. food. That meals. is amazing. Right. I mean, and you think about labor shortages, raw ingredients, not being able to get them, even the bags, the dog food was in.
2: Yeah, you got to have some bags. So right. It's got to be raw resources to produce the bags. You got to have the bags. Yeah, you
0: just never. I mean, you think about when you go in your local bar, ah, there's a lot of pet food here. Maybe you think about it. Maybe you just go and look for your brand. You don't really think of it globally.
4: You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and veterinarian Dr. Michael Fleck.
0: Hey, I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that humans can give COVID to their dogs and cats? I got the shots to protect myself, others, and my dogs, Morrow, Wally, Hammy, and Church, as well as my cat, Hayden. My pets are my family, and I want to keep them safe. I encourage you to get the COVID 19 shot and the boosters.
1: It has to be because that's
2: the way I like it. It's genius.
1: I like it. So it's the die for.
2: I like it.
0: So, you know, after an outdoor excursion, especially in the winter ones when it's raining and hailing and snowing, you need a towel to thoroughly dry off your dog. I think that's really key. It's always a great time to put the towel before the walk right by the door so you can dry them off when they come back. So, my I like you of the week is the bone dry embroidered microfiber dog bath towel, which is ultra absorbent. It's just plain thirsty. The towel drinks up excessive water to promote fast drying, which is excellent news for everyone and everything in the path of your wet dog. You know how those dogs come in wet and they just tear all over, they jump on the couch and everything. Well, this towel, it's two times more absorbent than cotton, and it's big enough to dry any breed. It's 44 inches by 27 and a half inches. I like it because it's lightweight and durable and Very easily can be washed on a daily basis because you don't want to keep drying your dog off with a dog towel that's wet and dirty. But here's the best thing. It's a little less than $9. Because I saw a lot of towels that I was looking for. I was thinking about this time of the year, what you want to use. So it's one of the most economical microfiber pet towels on the marketplace today. And if you think your dog still has a chill, right? After you dry them off, consider the bone dry robe to keep them cozy while he warms up and just and dries off. What do you think? This time of the year, it's, just, it's a great, I like.
2: It's eat. a great, great idea and a great product.
0: And then there's some of the towels. Bone dry makes a towel that you can slip your hands in and then rub on the dog's side to really rub them off.
2: And, and don't forget, drying quickly is important because when they're all wet, they have an odor. Sure. So the odor goes away when you get them dry.
0: Yeah. And that's what you want to do. You don't want wet paws on your couch or on your carpets or even on your tile floors. So our next guest is on the phone. Let's bring him on. So if you don't know, February is Pet Dental Health Month. One of our favorite veterinary dentists is joining us. Well,
2: let's welcome another the Pet Buzz Dream team member veterinarian, Dr. Jan Bellows. Dr. Jan Bellows is a board certified dental dog and cat specialist and one of less than 200 specialists in the country. He is a past president of the American Veterinary Dental College and the American Veterinary Dental Forum. He is the founder of All Pets Dental in Western Florida. Dr. Bellows, welcome back to the Pet Buzz. Thank you. Hey, you know, the last time we spoke, you mentioned retirement. (laughs) Have you retired yet? No,
5: (laughs) (laughs) it's not. It's funny. It's not finding time. You know, it's finding meaning. Hey,
0: and and that's why we're here. So with all of these years of experience, I think a lot of people want to understand why it's important to brush pets teeth. Right.
5: Well, just like we brush our own teeth several times a day. It removes plaque. And plaque is bacteria and food substances that attach to the tooth and attaches right by the gum line, and eventually the happy bacteria underneath the gums, because of a lack of oxygen turn to bad bacteria if it's not removed mechanically. So it has to be removed by the wiping or um, better brushing. But unfortunately, most people can't figure out the whole toothbrush thing. So, you know, in, in, in my area, I recommend just the wiping with dental wipes uh, at least twice a day to remove the plaque so it doesn't block the uh, good bacteria from doing its job.
2: Well, you know, that kind of leads into my next question. So many pet owners know that it's really difficult to keep the teeth clean by them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know how important it is and they know how important it is because of their own teeth. Can you give us a few tips? Oh, sure. Well, with
5: toothbrushing, ideally it should start early. Ideally um, you need to use a soft bristled toothbrush. The little rubber toothbrushes that go over your finger are totally ineffective because that just pushes the plaque around. It doesn't take it off. So you need something that has uh, bristles. Uh, and, You need to start and make it fun. So the toothpaste you use isn't so important. Um, It's the good taste that it gives. It's the mechanical action. So you you get the dog or cat used to uh, the toothpaste and that you put it on your finger, let them lick it. Uh, Verback makes a a CET toothpaste that is poultry flavored and has other flavors that uh, pets tend to like. And then you place it on the toothbrush and just rub the outside surface of the upper teeth. Mainly, if your dog lets you do upper and lower teeth, then uh, more uh, that's best. But in my uh, area, uh, we use the wipes. And the wipes, you take a wipe that's like a handkerchief and you put it around your arm and you just rub the outside surfaces.
0: Uh, we tend to agree with you because from is that now tell me if this statistic is true i mean by the time cats are four and dogs are three aren't they already suffering from dental Probably health horrible. problems yeah 80% of dogs uh, by the time they are actually 3
5: years old and cats by four um have significant painful dental problems that need treatment it's so important that plaque is removed daily if not twice daily from Dogs and cats' teeth. And in dogs, we highly recommend toothbrushing. Use a soft bristle toothbrush. Let the pet get used to the toothpaste first. You don't have to do the entire mouth on the first day. Do one or two teeth and do more and more as time goes on. And start, if possible, when the puppy or kitten is very, very young. Um, if you just decide after a professional teeth cleaning at the veterinarian that, okay, it's time to brush the teeth. Then you have to do it when they're older, but try to make it fun. in In our family, uh, we use actually dental wipes that we wipe the teeth every day, and it's just the outside surface of the upper teeth you concentrate on. But after I do the wiping, my dog gets a treat, and the dog knows actually gets two treats. Uh, the two two uh, treats, uh, two treats, upper yeah.
0: and <laughs> lower. <laughs>
5: <laughs> now and and uh, Riley knows that. She's going to get two treats and she comes back for the second one um, as long as she lets me wipe her teeth.
0: (laughs) Okay, so start young with the toothbrush. If it's your dog's a little older and hasn't had dental cleanings or whatever, um, obviously you need to get one. But it's a good idea to use the dental wipes. Right. And as long as it's all all about that. It's all about that friction. friction.
5: It doesn't matter what's in the wipe. You know, a lot of them have chemicals in it, which is nice, but it's the daily uh, taking away the plaque is what happens if you don't do it, then the plaque mineralizes and turns to tartar. And that's rough, which then has more plaque go on it and more tartar and more plaque and more tartar. And then you have loose teeth and you have teeth that have to come out. And it's 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 a big mess, which is very, very common. So number one, two, and three is that the owner has to Figure out a way to remove plaque at least once a day, twice would be better.
0: Okay. So that's a big commitment. And for those who don't brush their dog's teeth regularly, talk to us about why dental cleanings are a necessity. But first tell us who can best perform the dental cleaning because there's so many groomers who want to clean teeth in these special places that you go. Yeah. the It, it really needs to be done under a
5: general anesthetic by a veterinarian. And the veterinarians are trained in anesthesia and the AAHA, American Animal Hospital Association, and the AVMA, the American Veterinary Medical Association, mandates that animals receiving dental care are anesthetized and under general anesthesia. A a tube is placed in the mouth down the windpipe to keep the oxygen and to keep the anesthesia. And clients sometimes are fearful or anxiety having to do with anesthesia, but anesthesia has become incredibly safe thanks to evaluating the pet first and then tailoring the different type of anesthetic and mostly the monitoring. So we know if there's going to be a problem generally before the problem occurs.
0: Wow. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's time for a break, Dr. Bells. We're going to come back and we've got a lot more questions we're really interested in dental cleaning since so many people do not brush their pet's teeth. Okay. You are listening to The Pet Buzz with pet trendologist, Charlotte Reed and veterinarian, Dr. Michael Fleck. Putting your pet on a diet doesn't have to be hard. It can be easy with Slim Paws. Slim Paws is a safe fat fighting blend with natural ingredients like blueberries, but there's also vitamin B6 and leucine. All these ingredients help regulate energy and fat metabolism. And here's the best part. Slim Paws has been clinically tested and proven by a leading university that pets can lose weight on this program. All you have to do is give your pet a heart-shaped chew twice a day and really keep them moving with a little exercise. And you know what? In 90 days, he or she can lose about 20 percent of his body weight or her body weight if you follow the program. So take the 90 day Slim Paws challenge with me and my dog, Hammy, and share your health and exercise ideas with us so we can all have healthier and happier dogs.
1: Slim Paws is another proud supporter of the Pet Buzz.
0: So we're back with Jan Bell, as one of the most widely known veterinary dentists, not necessarily in the country, but in the world. I know one of the things people always cringe about because getting your teeth cleaned is fairly expensive. But if you crushed uh-huh. your dog's teeth, you wouldn't have to pay for it. But I think one of the things people are always concerned, right, Dr. Fleck? They want to know why their pet needs to have blood work.
5: Right. Well, that adds to the safety level because... Unfortunately when they have when you know clients are motivated to get their teeth cleaned when they smell bad breath because most people want to hug their animal they want to speak to them close they want to kiss them and if they smell doggy breath or cat breath they think eh, something may not be normal here and they open up the mouth and they see it's there's a lot of plaque and tartar so unfortunately sometimes that plaque and tartar causes bacteria to go to bad places like the kidneys
0: You know, it's really interesting. I mean, we always talk about certain dogs inherently have bad teeth like Yorkies to a certain extent. How much does food make a difference? I mean, should you, I mean, we always talk about, you know, making sure your pet has dry, crunchy food. It also helps clean the teeth Um, or soft food, which tends to stick to the teeth more.
5: No. Um, They actually, that, that, that's a myth. Okay. Um, the, the, Wet food, they did research that compared wet food to dry food diets, and they were identical. Where you get into trouble is the semi-moist foods in dogs and cats. Those are the ones that are in little plastic containers that are yummy for the animals, but they stick to the tooth itself because it's semi-moist. So you want to try to avoid them if you can. On the other side, the dental diets uh eukanuba and hills diets and royal canin diets all have some of them have chemicals in it called sodium hexametaphosphate that decrease the plaque production on the teeth and that really helps to control plaque because some of the diets like the hills diet just works mechanically so where they where the td diets work best is when they crunch On the product, it squeegees off the plaque. But other diets, like the Yukonuba diets, have mechanical action, which squeegees plus chemical action. So it helps to affect teeth that don't even touch. So there's a a lot good that can be done by giving your pet a dental diet plus toothbrushing or dental wipes.
0: Sure. Now, what about bones and toys? Because so many people Ah. are buying dental toys and (laughs) Dental bones and...
5: I am so glad you brought that up. See, the bones, a product needs to be digestible, be soluble so it doesn't cause obstruction, and bend. Your nylon chews can break teeth. Antlers, very common. People give their pets antlers. They love to chew on them, and they break their back teeth. Necessitate, and the nerve gets exposed. And then they bring it in, and we have to do a root canal and put a crown on the tooth, which is, you know, if if the people would not give their pets antlers, that would prevent it. Real bones aren't good for animals because, again, they chew on them and they don't know any better and they break their teeth. So avoid those. If you're going to give a product, there's a Veterinary Oral Health Council, V O H C.org, which lists over 40 dog products and 15 cat products. That tend to decrease the accumulation of plaque and/or tartar, and most importantly, are safe. Vohc.org.
2: Dr. Bellows, tremendous yes. information. I'm <laughs> sure our pet parent listeners enjoyed this immensely and learned a great deal and know how important it is for the health of the, the oral health for their pet. So, thank you so much for being here. You want to give us your website? Sure. My
5: website is allpetsdental.com.
1: Ever wonder what goes on inside the Pet Buzz studio? We post full-length video versions of all of our guests on our YouTube channel.
0: You are listening to the Pet Buzz with pet trendologist, Charlotte Reed and veterinarian, Dr. Michael Fleck.
2: Jesus. And that's like my- your attention,
1: please. News of the day got you down? No worries. Petrandologist Charlotte Reed is here with Tell Me Something Good.
4: This is a necessity like air and oxygen. Tell me something.
0: Well, you know, we always want to end the show with tell me something good. And I've got a great story because I love upcycling. So if you don't or if you're not familiar with upcycling, it's kind of when you repurpose something or discard something in a way as to create a higher product or a higher quality or something that you can use again from from its original purpose. So this upcycling tale comes from the UK. It's about a woman named Jay Crew, and she has two pet Samoyeds, which is, you know, a white, it's a Siberian breed, which is known for their thick white hair. And Samoyeds are sometimes referred to as land clouds because they have such luminous white hair and it's got like a little tinge of silver. So Mrs. Crew, what she did during the pandemic was, She collected dog hair from Samoyeds and she spun it into yarn with the ultimate purpose of making knitwear.
2: We always have been asking, what do we do with all that hair from the groomers, from what we do in veterinary medicine for surgery?
0: Well, there's an Australian study that said you could use it to help clean up oil spills.
2: So somebody finally. Well,
0: so this is really interesting. So basically the process involves you've got to wash the hair, mm-hmm. you gotta let it dry. It takes about two or three days for that. Then she has to spit it into yarn. And it takes probably in an hour, she she produces about 50 grams of yarn in an hour. So it's not a lot, but so um basically she was using yarn to make fluffy hats and scarf for her four kids. And during lockdown, I guess a call went out, and over a hundred Samoid owners sent her dog hair. Imagine opening bags and getting all this dog hair. And it's interesting because she says she likes the spinning because that moves really fast, but it takes a lot longer to start knitting stuff. Mm -hmm. So she was happy to take the yarn that she created and she sent it back. So what she used to do is she used to label all the yarn by the name of the dog and she'd send it back to people. So right now she's making a sweater. She's going to move on to make a blanket next. But I thought this was interesting because people are always looking for something funky these days. And there's a lot of people who like DIY, you know, do-it-yourself projects. But one of the things that she mentioned is that you cannot do this. You can't create yarn from Labrador or Spaniel hair because the dog really needs that undercoat. So if you have a collie, an English sheepdog, a Burmese mountain dog, you could possibly tackle on this project, but she's not the first person to do it. So she, there was an American gal who would spin, who would do the same thing, gather up the wool, process it, spin it, and she'd make things out of it. And that woman, that American called it Shingora. Shin Gora, mm-hmm. Shin, from the dog, mm-hmm. a French word for dog. And Angora, I guess from Angora, because it gets really fluffy. Mm-hmm. So it's not kind of crazy.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. But enterprising.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, people always wonder what you can do with dog hair.
2: Especially if you walk into a groom shop.
0: Yeah. What do they do with that? You always want, I got to ask, I got to ask our, I got to ask our the dumpster right now. I know, but I mean, you could be set, you could be saving it up for like oil spills, or if you have a Samoyed or a double coated dog come in, maybe it should be sorted out. So you could send it to someone so they could spin it up. I don't know. But, um,
2: well, just it's, remember, people at home, if you're grooming your own dog, you got that double coated dog, you don't want to cut it down to the skin anyway. Right. Because it can produce a condition
0: and so many called people cold funk. The other thing too is if you're gonna you want to keep your dogs clean, especially this yeah. time of year. You don't want to bathe them every week because it's so cold out. You don't want to bathe them outside. You want to bathe them inside, but you gotta keep them warm so they don't get sick. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so let's talk about what's gonna happen next week. Next week we're gonna talk about. Valentine's Day dog gifts, knowing if your dog loves you. And of course, the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. that's going to be an exciting game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Two new
2: teams this year.
0: I know the Rams and the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? If you haven't done it already, you better go out and get that dog, those dog clothes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I got some L.A. Rams jerseys the other day for the dogs. I tried to get one or two bangle things. There wasn't a lot of bangle things. I wonder if the bangle team is probably more popular than the LA Rams. What do you think?
2: Mm, I don't know.
0: I don't know. But before we go, what do you think our guests?
2: A uh, special thanks to our guests, Beth Edelman and Dr. Jan Bells.
0: Of course, we must always thank our sponsors, the animal medical center of Brighton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Shampoos, skin and coat sprays, sunscreen, ear cleaner and supplements for your dogs and cats. Most
2: importantly, remember we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets.
0: Peace out and pet love. Goodbye.
2: Thanks for listening to The Pet Buzz
1: with pet trendologist Charlotte Reed and Dr. Michael Fleck. The Pet Buzz is dedicated to enhancing the bond between pets and their people. If you and your pets need even more buzz, we're online at thepetbuzz.com and our social media channels, Pet Buzz Plus. The best way for you to engage with like-minded pet lovers everywhere.
0: Hey, I'm petrondologist Charlotte Reed. Did you know that humans can give COVID to their dogs and cats? I got the shots to protect myself, others, and my dogs, Morrow, Wally, Hammy, and Church, as well as my cat, Hayden. My pets are my family, and I want to keep them safe. I encourage you to get the COVID-19 shot and the boosters.
4: You're likely listening to this at home, in your car, or somewhere warm. How would you feel if you were left in the bitter cold all night long, chained up? Please take your dogs inside. Your dog is not going to be smarter or tougher because you made him suffer. Your dog is your partner. Treat him like a partner. If you're not respecting your animals, you're not respecting yourself. Do not leave your animal
3: out in the cold. Please visit PETA to learn more.